you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Well, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Does this time of year have you feeling excited with anticipation on all the fun things to come? Or are you stressed out thinking about all you have to do on top of keeping your business afloat during this incredibly busy time? Today, I'm sharing my conversation with Shay Smith. Shay is a network marketing coach as well as a leader with Beauty Counter. She'll be sharing some practical tips on how you can develop a holiday selling strategy that works for you and your family, despite how busy your season may be. Whether you have a strategy in place or whether your strategy is just to wing it, I know that you'll be able to find value in Shay's conversation today. If you love what she has to share, check out her holiday planning workshop by clicking the link in the show notes. Hi, Shay. Thank you so much for being a guest on Directly Different this week. I'm so excited to chat about holiday selling strategy, but first let's chat about you for a little bit. Will you tell us about you and your family? Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, my name is Shay Smith. I am a wife and a mother of two. They are almost two and four. They'll both be that in just about a month. And so life is very, very busy over here. Yes. And you guys live in California, right? Yep. I'm we're in Burbank, California. My husband and I were both in the entertainment industry. He's still working in the entertainment industry. So it's definitely the place to be. And we've lived here um, most of our marriage, almost seven years now. And about a month after we got married is when I found my direct sales business, which I've been partnering with uh, beauty counter for now seven years. That is awesome. Let's go back a second though. You said you used to work in the entertainment industry. What did you do? I was actually a story producer. So I mostly worked in reality TV, almost exclusively just by happenstance in competition cooking shows. So it was a really fun, no drama, nothing um, too questionable in that regard. And it was a lot of fun. I worked with basically telling the story from all the footage we got. And it was a lot of fun, both in the creative process, but also as a leader by nature, I loved managing teams and help things run efficiently and really support everyone that's working towards a common goal. That's really interesting. I love that. I love that. And I do love on those shows when they do give the background and you you're in their house and you see their kids yeah. and you, you hear their backstory. I do love that. So that's cool to know that you were part of yeah. productions like that. That's so awesome. I love chopped. I think that one's probably my favorite because it's unpredictable. <laughs> yes. And I so will fun. say, cause I get this question almost every single time. No, we didn't eat the food because I worked on shows like cutthroat kitchen where it was, you know, sabotages and things like that. Um, and it was, you know, a lot of fun. It is really what you see maybe sped up a little bit, but it really is what happens in real life. 
Yeah. Those baking shows where they're like, you have two hours to produce this, you know, a million cupcakes. And it's like, Whoa, how do they, how do, they do that? So <laughs> that's interesting. Incredible. Yeah. 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 They wouldn't be on a TV show if they weren't. So that's, well, there are shows for that though, <laughs> for sure, really sure. bad things, right? <laughs> but in general, they wouldn't be on television if they weren't awesome. So I love to hear some behind the scenes stuff. That's, that's really interesting. So you have been with beauty counter now for seven years. How did you find, you said you found it soon after you were married and living in LA and had, you know, you were starting life and you were trying to find probably something else, right. Outside of what you were doing, you're probably searching for something else. So tell us how you found beauty counter. Actually, that's not my story. I was just minding my own business, being a producer, loving life, newly married, living the dream. And I saw a friend that was giving out samples for a skincare company. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to learn how to wash my face every day. I'm going to be this person. (laughs) So for context, I was not someone buying natural organic. I wasn't even washing my face. That's where I started. And when she brought over some products for me to just try just, you know, the two of us, she shared really the mission of the company and the lack of regulation in the industry specifically with ingredients that go into skincare products. Now we are now here seven years later, and this is something that is a part of the narrative is a conversation amongst friends. Right. But back then most people weren't talking about it unless they were super identified as like crunchy green hippie that that you know, status. And so I just was blown away. I thought if I didn't know about this chances are my mom, my sister, my friends didn't know about this. And really wasn't looking to start a business, to change careers, to do anything grand with it. I just thought, you know what, I got to tell my best people about this. But what really was eye-opening to me, because I I joined almost right after starting using the products, was I walked into my office and there are seven other producers. There's eight of us in a room. And I, at the time, subscription boxes had really started becoming a thing. So I had this pop sugar box and there was a water bottle that you could just put a lemon and like, or whatever fruit and just, you know, squeeze it in or whatever. It sounds really silly now, but I loved this water bottle. And I walked in after learning that beauty counter had a business opportunity and four other people had this water bottle that I had gotten. And there was just this moment that I looked around. I thought, you know what, obviously when I get excited about something, I tell people about it. So let me give this a try and maybe I can just earn a little bit of extra money. Mm -hmm. I love that foresight that you thought, you know, Hey, I'm going to try this social selling model, even though you didn't think those words probably in your head, but you knew, all right, they listen to me. They listen. If I, if I have something that I love and I'm passionate about, maybe others will like it too. And so I love that you followed that instinct. Really yeah. Cool. I, I honestly didn't know much about social selling. I hadn't been really familiar with the business model other than like, you know, a, a Tupperware party, you know, the kind of the old version of it, but thankfully I had no stigma against it. I just thought, well, I'm going to try this. And I wouldn't have identified myself as someone looking for a job, super organic, or even someone that would be into sales. I mean, mm-hmm. most people I think come to this business feeling like, Oh, I don't want to be that salesy person. I don't want to be that person. And I certainly would never have thought I would be that person. But what I looked at was what was actually playing out, what my actual strengths were. And I think that's important to understand both for ourselves. And as we look to people that we might want to join our organizations as well. So Shay, you've been with your company beauty counter for seven years, and you have grown a large team. Do you feel like you started off with that goal? Well, maybe not. I guess now that we've you know, heard your story of how you started. Did you, when you first started and you saw those producers in the room 
and they all had been influenced by something that you had shared with them. Did you start thinking, did the wheel start turning like, wow, maybe I could turn this into something, something bigger than just selling some products. Maybe I can turn this into a, a career or do you found, did you find that the, that you naturally followed that path when you started the business and things started falling into place? So I didn't have initially any huge vision for it. I thought the money was going to go directly to a specific cause, um, in my life. And I just wanted to kind of get going with that. However, I'm an achiever by nature. I want to do everything with excellence. I want to be at the top. I want to go. And so I was trying to run towards those goals without really some of the fundamentals and just for the sake of getting those goals. So it took me a while to really lean into what this business model can really offer as a whole and kind of zoom out from that, from just a title, from just a leaderboard ranking, whatever that is. And once I did that, I really started to really desire encouraging and empowering other women through this. And so that's kind of where my heart came with it. But I think what held me back, especially at the beginning was I had that wave where you reach out to some of your warm market, your, your favorite people, and they are not interested. And most that will happen to most of us. Right. And now being in the business so long, I know that that's just part of the cycle, right? Some people need a lot more time to know that I'm in this for the long haul. This is something I'm passionate about. It's not just this flash in the pan thing, um, to really support me that way. But what I did was I believed the lie that that was going to be everybody's response. And I'm in an area that this type of business model is not rampant. This market is not saturated where we are. I never believe it's truly saturated anyway, but this is not something where it's a dime a dozen, let's say that. And so I was a leader in this out here, but what that felt like was isolating and lonely and, oh my gosh, this is never going to work. And I would say to anybody that is believing those lies right now to just do yourself a favor and just stop living like that is going to be true because as long as I did that, I held back and that really stunted my growth for a long time where I didn't really start making movement until I started to branch out. And so what I did and really to make that turn was where I thought this might work, this business might be better. The stereotypes that I knew from other parts of the country and started reaching out to my friends that were there. And it just so happened that their lives were not reflecting in a stereotype. However, it, this business was for them. And so once you get a little bit of momentum, it's a little bit easier to feel confident with that. But again, the clearer, the more confident that you can be the better, I think. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I always get a little sad when people say I'm not successful because none of my friends and family want to buy from me. And it's like, hardly any of my friends and family buy from me either. And I shouldn't say hardly because they're very supportive and wonderful, but I, my best friends aren't, you know, my top customers or even close, you know, they'll, they'll buy something a couple times a year and be very supportive and support me in other ways, but they're not my, my top customers. My top customers are people I barely know, you know? And so I, you have to find them though. You have to, like you said, there's, there's ways to find those people, but that is a lie when people think, oh, my family won't support me. So I can't be successful. Then find somebody else that will support you because somebody will. So they're out there. You just got to find them. <laughs> and sometimes it takes a little bit, but they're there. Same. That's the same story here. My, my close network supports me in other ways, which is also wonderful. And I think it's important to know as a business owner, right? As business women, it's important to know that there's different types of support. And again, at the beginning, I just felt like, well, if they're not buying, this isn't going to work. And there just takes so much. It just mm -hmm. takes so much more support than just the financial purchase. Yes. There are lots of layers to supporting and most of them are free, which is great. And so we are very appreciative of those supporters for sure.
So with your growing team, you have a passion to help your team and other social sellers grow no matter how much time they have to work on their businesses. I know that's something that you mentioned that you like to do is you like to help them feel successful, no matter if they are working this full-time or part-time or as a hobby, as a profitable hobby. And how do you help them? How do you help your team members and others feel successful? It is so important when we talk about success that people look at what success looks like for them. And I don't just mean like, oh, you know, a certain dollar amount or something that can absolutely be for, be a part of it, but it's connecting to your purpose in this company. So why did you say yes? What is your dream? What is the desire behind the dreams that you have for this business? Maybe it is so that you can just pay for gymnastics. That is absolutely fine. But if you are building a business, I want to encourage you to dig a little deeper because paying for gymnastics might be an, a nice immediate cause. But when push comes to shove, when you get your 10th, no from your dream team list, it's not going to be enough to keep you going. Right. So chances are, if you're, if you're here, you are training, you're trying to do your job better today than you did yesterday. And so dig a little bit deeper. What is the true desire that you have behind this? And then look at where your success lies, right? Because there are these micro successes that we skip over. And especially if you are, you know, on a compensation plan that works every week or works every month, you're trying to hit certain numbers and that can get exhausting if you're only measuring it by a paycheck or a rank or how many people join your organization or how many new clients you have. Look at the things that you've done well. Have you supported your current cl client base? Have you followed up with people that might need refills? Have you been able to do the job that you are setting out to do? How are you relationally with your team, right? Are you moving the needle forward with the impact that you're trying to make? And I think by skipping over these things, it leads to the exhaustion and burnout. And it gets us closer to that, that gray area where we're starting to doubt, should I even be doing this? And I have a heart for the, for women in this space, because that was me too. And we don't want to get you in that space. Cause the longer you time you spend in that time thinking, should I be doing this or not? Not only are you going to lead to, to burnout with it, but you may quit and we don't want you to quit. This has the power to make a huge impact on your life and the community that you serve. Right. And so we want to keep you out of that. So by celebrating success week after week in the smaller wins and really acknowledging that you're doing something well, you create that momentum and you create this little ladder that builds up your confidence so that when you get to these harder days, you're already starting on a really high, high versus starting from scratch every single day. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's kind of like motherhood because we have hard days and you think to yourself, obviously we can't quit from motherhood, but you think to yourself, am I really cut out for this? Am I really doing a good job? But when you look back and you're like, okay, my child has, you know, they're clean and they have, you know, semi-matching clothes and they're happy and they're having a great day. And, you know, maybe it's just something else. And you have to look back at those little successes. That's what gets you through the hard days as being with being a mom is, you know, okay, let's look at what's going right today. It might be a couple things, but you're not giving up. So you just got to keep on going because the hard days are going to come. Absolutely. And especially for the mompreneurs out there, I want you to be very cognizant of this topic because you are pouring out to your children all the time. That's the hardest part of that job is that it's all the time. Right. And especially if you're in my stage where you have little ones, you don't get a lot back, right. They hardly even speak. Right. And so there's not this exchange. And then you go over to your business and you're pouring out to your prospective clients and your current clients and your prospective teammates and your teammates, and you're trying to grow and you're trying to juggle all the things. The mental load is unreal. And that 
is a really distorted perspective and, and feeling to have that you are giving every ounce of yourself. And we can guarantee that on any given day, you're not getting the exact amount back poured into you. Right. So it's not just about taking a spot A to fill up. It's not just about having that extra cup of coffee. Those things are fantastic. I highly recommend them, but we cannot survive off of them. You have to have the tangible reality of what you are doing well. Otherwise your brain is going to just uh, abandon you. <laughs> it's going to yes. feel like you're not doing anything right. Like you said, it's those hard days feel like they're always going to be hard. And we know if we know anything in this business, we know that tomorrow can look so different from the last seven years working mm-hmm. in this business. Right. Yes. I was just going to say that, that it just takes that one customer, that one connection to turn everything around. And so, you know, you just have to keep going till you find that. And you just can't let yourself be like, this is never going to work because you don't know. And if you, you know, it's, it's, there's always sunshine around the corner for sure. And it's hard because sometimes it's like, well, it's taking longer than other people. That's just, that's everybody has their own journey and their own path to success and success. Like you said, is that's such a, such a relative term because it looks so different for everybody. And so you have to celebrate that or else you, or else you will quit and be done because it's too much to handle. Right. Well, and I think that is such a misnomer of feeling like, Oh, someone else did it faster, but that doesn't faster. Doesn't mean better. Faster. Doesn't mean sustainable. I've been, like I said, you know, in this so long, and there've been people that have hit the very top of the company two months after they started working with our, with our business. Right. And that's fantastic for them. But what I have learned and what I've been taken through and have been grown in these seven years is critical to now the community that I'm serving. And I would not have been able to serve the people that I do now well with my coaching business had I not gone through what I have with this. So truly don't discount it. And I know that it's easy to say, don't compare and blah, blah, blah. But if you're in the same company and you're running the same race, it's so easy because everyone's kind of wearing the same uniform and they're going faster, right? I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. Um, cheer them on. That's the best thing you can do. Cheer them on, whether you reach out to them or just say it out loud to yourself and use it as a reminder that it can happen. It is possible she's doing it. Great. That means that I can do it. Right. Mm -hmm. We can both do it. That's the beauty of this business. Right. Mm -hmm. It's true. And I am a huge proponent of slow growth and it is hard because with explosive growth, somebody who shoots the top right away. And I don't think companies do this intentionally to shut anybody else out, but those are the people who are doing the trainings and who are being called out day after day, you know, zoom after zoom, like, Oh, let's look what they did. That's so awesome. And that's great. That's they're not doing anything wrong by doing that, but it is hard because if somebody's going at a slower pace, they're not getting that same, not that we do it for the recognition, but it's, it is always nice to hear your name sometimes. And so it's, it is hard when you hear that, that person's name or those, those people's names time after time, after time, you're like, Oh, I'll never be like that. But in reality, you're, you're just doing that at a slower, slower pace, a more foundational, sustainable pace. Oh, absolutely. And you never know how long they're actually going to last. Cause I've definitely seen people hit and then they're out, which is fine too. That's part of their mm-hmm. story, but it's all the more reason as a leader, if you have, I don't care. And I define a leader. I don't care if you have one person on your team, you have 50, maybe you don't have anybody yet, but you know, you want to start your leadership journey now and look at how you can celebrate the women on your team, the people on your team in ways that don't hit a leaderboard. That was a huge shift in my business. When I started doing that and calling people out for having their first party, however you call a party, reaching out to the first client, getting a first sale, getting their 10th sale, starting again, after they've taken time off, 
all of these wins are huge. These are big deals. I feel like it's so easy to forget when we zoom in on how our company works. It's hard to forget that we're working with real people that are overcoming whatever baggage that we're all bringing to the table of self-doubt or insecurity or imposter thoughts or whatever it is. Every time we reach out, right? Sometimes we're more cognizant of it than others, but I think it feels like, okay, we'll just reach out to 10 people, but that's a huge deal to reach out to 10 people about your business and put yourself out there. Right? So I, I am a huge proponent of celebration. It is just, you cannot be successful without celebration along the way. Yes. And it just lifts everybody up, makes everybody happier, makes everybody in a more positive mood. It's just more fun. (laughs) And who doesn't want to have more fun? That's why we're doing this, right? Yes. Yes. And at the end of the day, that's what this business is supposed to be. I mean, yes, it is supposed to be what you want it to be, but if it's not fun and not every moment is going to be fun, but if it's not fun overall, if you're not having a good time overall, then it's not going to last very long. And so fun is what is what is important too. Okay. So today we're here to chat about a very important topic and that is holiday selling strategy. The holidays are for sure here because of course, after Halloween, everybody (laughs) pulls out the Christmas music and the decorations. Are you, do you like to decorate after Halloween or are you after Thanksgiving? What are, what's your family? What do you guys do? We usually do after Thanksgiving, but this year I might just go ahead and bust it out. Yes. We are an after Thanksgiving family as well. Like, no, we have not uttered a Christmas song in our home yet. We have not, I, I love my pumpkin decorations. I think they're so cute and it, you know, that's very Thanksgiving. So they're up till Thanksgiving for sure. And then after that, okay, now it's like an instant transform. It's like Disneyland, you know, <laughs> it's like yeah. an instant, it's an overnight transformation. Oh yeah. Right up to Thanksgiving. Black Friday is like my day to get all decorated. But, uh, so holiday selling season is upon us and I think that it's this year, it's upon us earlier and earlier. Like you said, it's just everywhere. And so embrace it. Uh, we, some people can think, okay, well, it's too late to put together a holiday selling strategy, or, you know, I don't even know what a holiday selling strategy is. So let's chat about for just a minute, why it's important in your opinion to have a strategy when it comes to selling products for this holiday season. I think it's so important to have a holiday selling strategy because this season is so different from the rest of the year. And one of the biggest markers to have a strategy or system for anything is to have a bar where you can look at, okay, how did I do your own self-measurement, right? It does not have to be, was I successful or not, but did I set out to do accomplish what I actually did? Right. So I think the big thing around these words, strategies and systems is that people feel like it's going to take a long time. Like you said, is it too late to create this strategy? And it's not, you sit down and think about something intentionally. You can build a strategy from that, right? It does not have to be this grandiose. It should not be this expensive thing. It should be looking at what this business is going to do for you in the next couple of months. How are you going to execute it in a way that doesn't require you to then take three months off because you ran yourself ragged, right? Or where you get to the end of it and thought, okay, I should have done more, or I could have done more or made more money or recruiting more people, or I should have done this. I should have done that. And we know that we shouldn't shit on ourselves. Right. And we know that um, there's only so many hours in the day, but without thinking about it going through, that's how people end up on the other side, feeling like they didn't do it right. Yes. And a strategy, like you said, is, is even as simple as sitting down and just jotting down some intentional thoughts about how you want the season to look for you. What are some of your best tips when it comes to finding success during 
this holiday season, you know, it's busy. We have, like you said, time goes by so fast and, you know, there's school concerts and there's school parties and there's gift giving, there's cookie exchanges and gift giving parties and white elephant, whatever. And there's, you know, caroling and there's all these different things going on, you know, holiday concerts, everything's going on every weekend's busy. Every night is busy. It's so busy. How do you set yourself up for success during the holiday season? I think it's important to look at what success is going to look like for you in this quarter. I know we just talked about what success means as a whole and why we should celebrate it, but this is such a different time. So hone in on one main goal that you want to accomplish. So maybe it's, you need to make as much money as you can. (laughs) That's okay. If that's the goal, it's important to acknowledge it because having that one North star goal will help you make decisions. It'll help you say absolutely yes or absolutely not. We don't want to spend time and then maybe I could do this or maybe just one more or something like that. This helps you make those decisions really clear. And I know these little things sound like they're not that big of a deal, but it's in those 1% changes that you can really streamline your business, really reduce that mental load and know that you are confidently going forward with towards what you want to accomplish. The next thing I would absolutely look at your calendar and look at everything that you already have booked. And that means your personal life, right? What are you already responsible for? It sounds so simple. And I know people have all these great strategies of time blocking and, you know, batching content and all these things. Those are fantastic. But what are you already committed to and what can you fit your business? in? so maybe you are a business that you um, do online parties. Maybe they're in person, wherever you live, that might look different right now as well. But where can those fit in around what you already have committed? What's realistic? Because I think some people think, oh, I could just do 10 parties, which is a lot. That's a lot of time and energy, even if you have a system for it, right? Um, But really, they only have time on their calendar for two. So now they've set themselves up for feeling like they are eight short. That's a huge fail if you don't do eight of the 10, right? When in reality, they never could have done the 10 or maybe vice versa. It just gives you some sort of measuring stick to know what's even possible, what's even probable so that you can just know like, okay, I have this one party this month. That's all I have time for. I'm going to show up with excellence and then be done. Right. And then that way your brain can just really enjoy that. And it's not thinking, oh, I, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to put all of your effort into one or two parties versus spreading yourself super thin into 10 different events, then you're going to have better results anyways. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's important to get that, um, schedule put together of just what it's, what it could look like. Maybe you don't actually book that one party, what, you know, that's up to you, but then get the buy-in from the people that you're responsible for. So maybe you have, um, you know, maybe you're married, maybe you have some other people that you, that depend on you on a regular basis and talk to them about what this season is going to look like, because this time is so different. You might be sprinting through the next couple of months that's okay. But you have to know that it's just for this time and you have to get your people on board. So do whatever you got to do. And then it's important to let go of whatever you need to let go of for the next couple months. So maybe for example, you write a handwritten note to every single new client you get after their first order. Maybe you are expecting a lot of new clients this month and that has to go by the wayside. That's okay. Maybe put it off to next month or maybe just say, okay, November, December orders. I'm not doing that or it's a a printed card, you know, and you can personalize it on the top, right? 
whatever you need to do to make sure that you get through this season in a healthy, put together way, maybe not put together, but healthy way. So again, you don't have to take off a whole quarter next year recovering again. Like we said, this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be great. And it's just going to be busier, right? And if you have this plan, if you have your strategy, you can do it at a faster pace and a higher level just for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. We can do anything as long as it's for just a short amount of time. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Shay, what would you say to someone listening who feels that they can't be successful during the holiday season? You know, they, maybe they don't have a supportive family, you know, they had the calendar meeting and they said, okay, family, this is what is, is happening this month. And somebody in their family says, okay, I am not like, this isn't for me, or maybe their product or their company comes out with a really lame sale that's happened to all of us, right? Where you're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Wasn't was that's not, you know, my favorite sale or that's not my favorite product or whatever, you know, things that are outward obstacles that we might think, okay, well now I cannot, I'm not able to have a successful holiday season with my sales because of X, Y, Z. What is some advice you'd have for somebody who feels that they can't be successful for whatever reason? Well, that's interesting because I, want to know why they feel like they can be successful in other parts of the year. Holiday season is a bonus. That's where we earn our bonuses. It's a time where people are in the shopping mood. It's a little bit easier of a sell, but if you're confident in the mission of your company, you're confident in the products year round, and you are excited about the impact that you want to make, how you're going to serve your community. Holidays should just be just another day then, right? Maybe you don't love all the holiday products. That's fine. Maybe you wanted a site-wide sale and it's a gift with purchase. It's not up to you, right? That's part of the gig. We don't make all the decisions. We also don't have the burdens that our companies do to make all of these things and avoid shipping delays and whatever, you know, you name it, right? So go back to the basics. What do you love about your company? What do you love? What's your favorite product? Do you still have it, right? Can you still sell it? Great. It does not have to be a holiday specific. It doesn't have to come in a green and red box to be able to sell it during the holidays, right? So go back to the basics, go back to what you know that you love, because that's going to be the most authentic, right? That's going to be the most magnetic as you're talking to it, because you really believe it. And you don't have to sell everything. You don't have to sell everything. I don't wear a ton of makeup. I don't, I don't know how to do the best eyeshadow looks. We offer them. And if someone comes and says, I really need an eyeshadow, I can point them. Hey, this is great. These are the fan favorites. We can get you colors, whatever but I can't tell you how to do a red carpet look. It's not my thing. And I'm going to probably give you bad advice if that's the, that's the thing, but I can point you to what I know to be true, right? Skincare, whatever body products. I know making the switch to a safer product is going to reduce someone's exposure to harm every single day. So I'm going to talk about it, right? Whether that's for the holidays or not. And most people are selling products or services that are helpful year round, right? So lean into that. It's okay. It's okay. But making the mistake of relying on your company to sell for you through a site-wide sale is not going to serve you any day of the week. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I've heard recently, I've heard it said, you know, if you are tying your success into an outward, an outward circumstance, then you are going to have a harder time finding it. than if you are like, okay, this is what I have to work with. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a plan. And it can be so simple. Like you said, just going back to your favorites. These are my top five suggestions. Here's my gift guide for the year. And it has, you know, your five favorites that aren't on sale or whatever. And so there are so many ways that people can find success, even if they feel like they can't with maybe the products offered or whatnot. 
Right. And I think it's important to know too, where you are in life. So I also know this is a different holiday season than we've had years past. The collective feeling and mood has shifted. People are exhausted. And I have clients or excuse me, consultants and team members that kind of want to just serve their clients, get the new clients that they want to get and, and kind of just get through it, which is also fine. Being able to serve your current clients is huge, huge. And that's still a big success. So it's important to know what you want out of it. Again, define success and see how you need to reverse engineer it to get there, right? It's okay if that's not for you. Now, if you are just relying on your company, that's the the prior conversation, but it's okay to take some time and not have to 10X every holiday over holiday. It's okay to do well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you're going to feel more energized to take 2022 on head on if you're not burnt out from the holidays, like you said, because you could, you know, you can't, you can't do it all. We cannot do it all. It's just all it boils down to. You have to choose what you want to do and do it well. And then you're going to be like, wow, okay, this is way easier. I feel way less stressed and I'm excited about this. (laughs) Shay, I love these tips. I feel like this is not only applicable for the holiday selling season, but it's applicable for incentive trip season or if there's a big goal somebody's going for this this is these are tips that you can apply to those more intense times of the year because they they're it's a, such a cycle. I feel like since being in direct sales the years have gone by so much faster because you're always thinking a quarter ahead. And so it's like ah so sometimes you have to just go back to the basics and figure out what's going to work best for you and your family and your business. Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of having a proactive business. And I think it took me a while to get there because we, you know, you jump in and you want to grow and you do all these things and you're just kind of putting out fires, but really coming on top of your business and looking forward and planning it really, then you dive into all these layers. Like we were talking about these 1% changes that you can make that really make a difference in being able to handle that pace. Cause it is a strange pace. Mm -hmm. It is. I have loved this conversation. It's been so refreshing and fun and I've really enjoyed it. So if people want to get in touch with you and the different things that you offer, will you share what you have to offer and how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. I would love to continue this conversation. I'm on Instagram at the Shea Smith. That's S H E A like the butter and the Smith.com. Please come over, send me a DM. I love having conversations. Let me know where you're stuck. I run a coaching business for women in social selling businesses. I help them own their authority and increase their impact with systems, mindset shifts. I have a membership through that as well. That goes as ongoing training. And then also a mastermind program. If you want to deep dive into some higher level training with both your purpose and your ability to lead others and lead your business and lead your life with excellence. It's really important to me, like I said before, to equip women that are in this business so that they can continue making the impact that they've set out to do, but without sacrificing their life. I think so often we get in and get a little backwards. And so I help women kind of get on top of their business through that. Yes, we are. The industry is shifting away from the hustle culture mindset because it's so it's too hard to live in that 24 seven. Nobody can do it. It's just not necessary. I'm a huge fan of efficiency and it's incredibly inefficient to just randomly work, just wing it all the time, feel terrible about what you're doing or exhausted. And really you're just trying to make the community a little bit better, right? Then you, then you found it. Mm -hmm. That's right. And you also offer a holiday planning seminar or webinar, correct? 
Yes. And I can, um, give that to you as well. It's a little bit more workshop style. So it touches on a couple of the topics that we chatted about today, but if you want the space to be able to walk through some of these things, I have that conversation available. And, um, of course I'm here for extra support. If you get through that and still have questions. Perfect. I will put all this information in the show notes so everybody can find you and follow you. I love your reels. You have great reels. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> That's so fun. Well, thanks again for your time today and for chatting about the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> yes. yes. It's been so much fun. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.